Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today, whether you're catching the show live or in archive. Uh, again, welcome everybody to my show. This is uh, an extra show. I will be doing another show next week. Uh, I'll do my live column read and, and subsequent discussion about that. But I uh, kind of wanted to get this extra show in early because the uh, uh, subject matter is about this conjunction, which we'll get to in a minute. So uh, getting a little ahead of the game uh, to give you some you know, fair warning on what this is about, this transit that's coming up, and uh, so you can take advantage of it as well. Anyway, uh, again, my name is Shim Ventura. I am a professional astrologer and navigational consultant. I work with lots of different types of oracles, including tarot and numerology and all kinds of good stuff. Um, I do personal sessions here in my home office in Phoenix, as well as with people all over the country, some other countries too, for that matter, by phone. Uh, info about all that, available at jimventura.com. I'm also, uh, I've got a number of different channels, including TikTok about talking to animals and, and uh, Instagram about astrology and my YouTube channel, the Jay Ventura Snake Oil, about all kinds of subjects. Also, I'm a column writer, and again, that's what we'll be doing next week. We'll be talking about my every other month column. Uh, if you'd like to get on my mailing list and get my column, uh, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com, and I can add you to the free mailing list so you can get the column. It's blind copied out, so no edit edit sell stuff, and no one will ever get your email address from me. Okay, again, all that, all that info is on jimventura.com, so let's kind of dive in here to our subject. So this is an astrological show. I've not done one of these in a little while. You know, normally I take live calls uh, at the end of my astrological shows. Um, this is only a 45-minute show, so I, I don't know whether I'll be able to take live calls. Um, we'll see what happens time-wise at the end, but I'm not betting on it. Um, and they would be, uh, it would, there would need to be questions related to what we're talking about today. So what are we talking about today? Okay, kind of a big transit. Some of you may have heard about um, this. Uh, different astrologers are talking about it. I wanted to put my two cents in, although I think it's probably worth closer to three cents uh, <laughs> about this particular transit uh, that is up and coming. Um, the transit will be exact on April 12th, I believe, but uh, because there's generally a five-degree or so window when a conjunction comes along, we're actually technically in it now, uh, but it'll be mostly pronounced in, in April. I'll explain more of that in a minute. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what this particular transit is about. So uh, this is kind of a universal transit. So what that means is, you know, when you look at your own astrology chart, we go through different periods where, for instance, uh, you know, Jupiter may conjunct our natal sun um, in, our, in our chart, and then that would be a significant personal transit. But then there are what we kind of call universal transits. These are transits that are happening in the world at large that affect everybody, but will also have definitive implication in your specific astrology chart because it's going to potentially connect with other planets and in a house or place in your chart. I don't want to overwhelm, complicate things here, so I want to kind of describe some of the mathematics of this without boring anybody who's not particularly thrilled with the mathematics, but given a little excitement that people do have a little bit of uh, mathematical understanding. So when we talk about a universal transit, it means it's affecting the whole world in that sense. So... Um, Let's talk a little bit about what the transit is, and I'll, I'll talk about it from the angle of certain things that we're seeing in the world and that we're likely to see as well as we progress through this, as well as then we're going to kind of take it to the different signs and astrological houses so you can get a, a feel about where this is going to impact you personally, uh, which, of course, for most people is even more interesting. I'm pounding down glasses of water here. Um, Okay, so uh, the transit. We have Jupiter making a conjunction to Neptune in Pisces. Okay, so first of all, what is a conjunction? A conjunction is when two planets are theoretically on top of each other. Uh, within a certain uh, amount of degrees, they kind of compound that energy. 
So obviously physically Jupiter cannot be on top of Tune in a physical way because they're millions of miles apart. <laughs> but from a perspective of astrology, if you looked at it like out of a telescope, you know, they would be behind each other within the same degree, the same orbit and same sign. So that's what a conjunction is. So now when you have conjunctions in a natal chart, your own chart, of course, this creates heightened energy, ability, skill, dependent on the planets. It could be beneficial. Sometimes it could be challenging. Um, but in this case, these are both considered soft planets. I'll explain that to you shortly. So that's what a conjunction is. So this particular conjunction is Neptune has already been in Pisces for a, a number of years. Um, you know, Neptune you know, it's like 12, 14 years or so to move through a sign. Uh, Jupiter will move through a sign uh, much faster, generally, uh, you know, uh, two years approximately, give or take some angle there. Um, and uh, so they, it forms this conjunction between Jupiter and, and, and Neptune in Pisces. So let's talk a little bit about both those planets, and then we'll talk a bit about Pisces. So Jupiter represents where we are lucky, where we benefit, where we're expansive, where we're opportunistic, where we're colorful, where we're philosophical. They're typically Jupiter as a transiting or moving planet tends to represent that part of us that can luck out. That is geared toward expansion, again, toward optimism. Uh, it's often connected with law, philosophy, um, just, again, I, I always say, you know, it's considered one of the benefactor planets because generally Jupiter transits are positive. You know, it can sometimes make us overdo it, overexpand or push the boundaries too hard. But still, with Jupiter energy, wherever it is in your chart, you still kind of generally end up landing on your feet. Um, at the very least, uh, maybe if it was difficult, you'll land on your feet eventually with a good story. <laughs> that comes out of it. You know, Jupiter rules Sagittarius natally, so you see a little of that flavor. Um, that Sagittarius are often very much geared toward being storytellers. Uh, so sometimes it's good to have a, a dark plot in the story that eventually turns out good. That's Jupiter energy. It's about expansion and benefits and, and uh, that larger-than-life part of us. So Neptune in astrology represents uh, it's the natal ruling planet of Pisces, so, again, it's at home in Pisces already, so to speak. Uh, when we look at Neptune, Neptune is about um, the true ideals of how we want to see things. It represents kindness and compassion and understanding and selflessness. Uh, it's a part of us that has that kind of warmer humor, not humor, warmer, um, you know, a, a emotional you know, that part of us that, that can be kind, that can be understanding. Um, you know, Neptune typically represents what our highest ideals are, what we strive for. Um, so it's obviously a very positive planet. It often represents sacrifice and kindness and, and giving and all those good things that are connected with Neptune. You know, where it is mainly in our astrology charts is typically where we want to see the best in people, things, situations, depending on, on what's, what, you know, sign and house it's in. Uh, when we're born, we'll show where that idealism is, um, what we strive for. Uh, negatives to Neptune is it can be where we wear rose-colored glasses, where we tend to see sometimes what we want to see. Um, you know, I always say if Neptune is connected with love matters and relationship, it's that that soft glow that we get when we fall in love, it glosses out all the ugly, difficult parts of, of our partners and our mates and friends and family members. That's what's good about Neptune. It helps us see the best in people and things. Uh, but also, you know, Neptune is where sometimes the angels weep, where we were too kind, we got taken advantage of, but we did not fully see what was real here as opposed to what we wanted it to be. So, yeah, Neptune kind of has an interesting sort of dual side to it. Um, I actually had wrote about this two columns back. If you check out my columns on uh, Blogspot or you subscribe to my, uh, my newsletter, of course, you would get this in your mailbox. Uh, I wrote a piece about uh, Karen Carpenter, Wizard of Oz, and Neptune talking about that whole subject that way. So let me set a little bit more depth. Um, so, What's happening is, again, I think the exact date is April 12th, but like I said, you know, within a five-degree orb, you know, before and after, a conjunction is considered still in play. So uh, 
technically, I think there's about a three-degree difference before that perfect conjunction. So that would mean we are in this now, although, again, it may heighten as we get closer to April 12th. Then, of course, it would go a few weeks past that as well, too, as a, as a notable conjunction. So because it's in Pisces, now, here's where we get into the interesting part. What does Pisces represent? You know, Pisces is about compassion, about kindness, about understanding, um, you know, the gift of Pisces energy is where we can empathize and, and connect uh, with others. It's a part of us that wants to be kind and spiritual. You know, it's considered the 12th sign of the Zodiac uh, before Aries, so it can represent, um, you know, attributes of, uh, you know, the collective, uh, the, the dreamy part of us that wants to create an ideal world. You know, uh, if we think about positive negative poles of Pisces, positive pole of Pisces, I believe uh, Pisces can be true idealist in that respect. The negative is I escape, running away from problems or, you know, or, or glossing over them um, and retreating or getting into trouble that way. But um, so Pisces, in, in our, again, in our natal chart. Now, again, you, you don't have to be a Pisces sun sign to have Pisces somewhere in your natal chart. That is the reality. Astrology, you're going to have Pisces somewhere in the chart. I myself don't have a lot of Pisces in my chart, but I have Chiron, which is a whole debatable whole. It's not a planet. It's not an asteroid. It's just kind of a big rock that orbits between Saturn and Uranus. It is significant. I've got that in Pisces. Um, you know, some people have a lot of planets in Pisces, and they're going to have more of those Pisces elements to the forefront of their personality. Um, so, yeah, Pisces is that, that softer touch, that kinder part of us. Um, it's, a, you know, I've often said to many Piscean clients, like Pisces' gift is to see God in everyone and everything. Uh, but when you try to explain it to others, um, they may not understand how you see God in everyone and everything. And to some extent, Pisces is part of collecting the sadness. Uh, you know, sometimes sadness is, is, is obviously part of this world at times, but it can be difficult while also be transforming in that way. And I think that's very key to understanding Piscean energy. Uh, if you're Pisces, you've seen sadness. You've watched people you love and care about make mistakes. You've done this yourself from time to time. That's why the sign is associated with self-defeat. I want to elaborate on that a little bit because that can be kind of simplistic. But, yeah, at one level, sometimes, you know, for Pisces, it's kind of being your own worst enemy, being too given to understanding and then sometimes getting hurt from that um, is obviously a problem. Uh, you know, the classic 12th house Pisces kind of vibe is they used to call the 12th house, which corresponds to Pisces energy. That's why I'm mentioning the 12th house thing is like they would used to call that the house of secret enemies. You know, and that sounds very ominous. Dun, 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 dun. But yeah, we most of us have gone through, that experience of having a friend, family member, a coworker, even in a relationship that we thought cared about us or loved us and ended up being a sabot, you know, uh, sabotaging us in some way or hurting us. Uh, this is part of life. Twelve uh, houses and people with a lot of Pisces may see more of this than the rest of us, but you see it. You know, I think of the song um, way back from the 70s, Operator, by Jim Croce, where he's singing uh, about – uh, to the operator about he wants to call his ex because uh, he's got the number on a matchbook and, and she's with his friend now uh, that she said she never liked, but now they're together and he's trying to show that he's understanding and has forgiven, but he's in pain about it still and makes a decision as the song progresses that it doesn't matter whether he forgives or not. In that sense, uh, he just does not want to step in this anymore because there's a certain hurt. You know, there would, that would be a, you know, a, a very real thing. We, we've experienced this, um, and that's what that means about the self-defeat or, you know, secret enemies. Sometimes that's something that we go through, again, very common with 12th house Piscean energy. Um, but I would also say on the flip side, there can be, you know, kind of sometimes a lucking out with Pisces. Like, you know, sometimes we lose something and we didn't want it and can feel like we're going through some karma or some difficulty, but that turns out to be a blessing in some way. You know, interestingly enough, uh, I'm going through something that that personally 
in a way when it comes to some financial stuff. And uh, I think it's going to turn out very positive, even though it doesn't look that way at the moment. But I understand that kind of interesting duality that can come into play where that's where the classic line is, be careful what you ask for, you might get it. You might be lucky enough not to get it. (laughs) Whole debatable things. Okay, so we'll get to that house stuff and all that in a little bit. Um, My main goal is to talk about what this conjunction is likely to do. So first I want to say um, Jupiter, planet of expansion, you know, Neptune's planet of understanding, kindness, and, and compassion conjunct each other. So already, even if you don't know a lot about astrology, this should sound kind of good. And ultimately, it is. Um, you know, what we're likely to see in the world at large is a kind of movement toward understanding, compassion, and more kindness entering into the picture. Now, if you've followed any of my previous shows or my columns and things of that nature, I've, I've spoken quite a bit over the last couple of years about what has bothered me about the cruelty that we've seen, um, the, you know, the, the moving into camps politically or scientifically or religiously uh, about being right or wrong, cutting out friends or people that don't agree with you. We've seen this very heavy-handed in the last couple of years. And it's not like it's a new thing, but I think COVID had brought a lot of that to the surface you know, uh, people not for vaccine, people for vaccine, and, and, and each being angry at the other, and how dare you, and, you know, I mean, again, the same thing politically, you know, you love Donald Trump, you hate Donald Trump, you love Biden, you hate Biden, you know, you know uh, I just have found it very, very exhausting, um, that camping, uh, that tribalism that has surfaced uh, and, and heightened, so what this is likely to do is create more of a sense of compassion, because, again, that's what Piscean energy is about. So Jupiter is about expanding that. So let's talk a little bit about a little bit of a world event type of energy behind this as an example, and I think this will be some good insight in terms of timing. So one notable thing that is happening right now is the war in uh, Ukraine uh, from Russia's invasion. Now, of course, there's a million theories and, you know, about what this is about and what it really means and a million other things that, as usual, that come up into play. But stepping away from that for a minute, let's look at how this world event has implication. Um, So when this started a month or so ago, I had said fairly quickly when this occurred that this, to me, in some ways, would be Russia's Vietnam. And a few friends and people, you know, gave me a couple of pats on the back. They hadn't even thought of it that way. And what I meant by that is, you know, I it's an ugly event, sadness, okay, definitely. Lives lost, people being forced out of their country and, you know, and, and on both sides. Uh, you know, Ukrainians obviously suffering with this, but, you know, a lot of um, Russian soldiers and, and people in general are, are not that into this war and necessarily supporting it but they're doing it anyway. So when I mention um, this idea of, of Russia's Vietnam, what I mean by that is what, what kind of changed in, in, at that time in America was you had this anti-war movement that came up. And, you know, it had its own uh, validness, that's a word, um, depending on what side you viewed this on. But it began kind of a movement toward a, a large segment of the population being just against war in general, and so uh, that's, you know, that had shaped a lot of movement in a lot of ways within the U.S. Um, and I, I'm thinking the same thing is happening now. I think a lot more younger Russian people and Russians in general, you're getting a lot more picketing in the streets about this and, and defiance and a lot of mothers and fathers that have soldiers are, you know, seeing their, their children not coming back from this and dying. And so I think there's a movement and will continue to, that is about um, compassion and not really being, you know, this war thing is not working for a lot of people at this point. Uh, there's a shift in society. So uh, that to me is a positive that in essence comes out of the negative. I think it's going to be create a lot of downfall. 
uh, for for Putin, and, and you know, I just don't think this war is going to be successful. And I think it's largely because people are just not backing this anymore. This idea of war, in a general sense, more and more people are just against the concept of it to begin with. So that is beginning to change. So this is an example of the self sabotage and the difficulty that could lead to something good but is dressed in definitely a lot, you know, a lot of sadness at this point as, as well, too. So that's one thing that we're beginning to see, to me, that's very universal. Now, there's going to be other areas that in, in, the, in the world that pocket some of this play, but what I think um, is, is really truly beginning to happen is a lot of, um, you know, I think people in general are beginning to reevaluate their positions toward people who don't agree with them. And I think uh, after, again, a number of years of this camping and this tribalism I've talked about, about you not being in the right religion or right perspective on vaccine or the right uh, political party energy, I think more people are slowly beginning to become uncomfortable with that and beginning to question um, their participation in this. Uh, You know, so again, that to me in the larger picture is a good thing. I think it has a lot to do with understanding and compassion beginning to grow in, in more of the population. So a, um, you know, a, uh, a, you know, a conjunction like this can trigger a lot of that more positive energy for more people to lapse onto. Again, Jupiter always expands what it connects to. So think about the planet of expansion connecting to the planet Neptune of kindness and compassion and selflessness and giving. So you can kind of ferret that out in your own mind in that way where some of this is likely to take place. Um, Both of these planets have a very potentially spiritual connotation to them. And I think that even after COVID, um, there will be, you know, I had said this, there will be more of a growing movement toward alternative medicine and beginning to look at alternatives to uh, some elements of Western medicine that have become a little too, uh, you know, this way or the highway, uh, which has always been bothersome to me, but understandable. You know, people often don't know another way uh, to heal and, and to work on their bodies. And, uh, and I think there's going to be more growth that way that often stems from the difficult and the negative. So that's one element of it. Neptune is considered a quote-unquote water planet in a water sign like Pisces. Jupiter expands it. You know, we could see issues or themes with water over the next couple of weeks. You know, I've heard some astrologers are predicting floods various things that could come into play. Again, I'm not so sure about that. Um, I think those would be more isolated incidents. I think much of this is is more about a positive in terms of expansion. Okay, so now a little bit of touch upon world events. Now let's kind of bring this home to the personal. So one of the things I would recommend, of course, is looking at your own um, natal astrology chart to see where this conjunction would take place. Now, if you know about astrology, you obviously can do this. You can, uh, you can look this up on different astrological websites. Um, again, I'm an astrologer. It's one of the reasons why people will hire me to do that work for them and explain to where this is happening and how this is affecting us. But I do want to go through some of those potentials real quick uh, to talk about, you know, what house or where this would be placed and how it would affect you. Uh, this conjunction for me of Jupiter and Neptune in, in Pisces is in my 12th house. So uh, I may comment a little bit more on that when I get to the 12th house. But I want to run through the houses and how this would specifically affect you. Um, so, again, keeping in mind that if there are other planets involved in your natal chart that are getting hit with this, whether through opposition or square or trine or sextile, these are all astrological angles um, or also a conjunction uh, going to be really notable in, in those particular areas. Um, but let me run through the 12 houses so you can kind of get a feel for this. And if later on you, you look this up, you can kind of maybe quote me on that and see how it, where it specifically hit you. So if this conjunction for you is in your first house, um, that would technically usually mean that your Pisces rising uh, because it would be Pisces is on your ascendant in your first house. So, um, it would just create more compassion, more understanding and expansion in, in who you are in terms of personality, the way you express yourself. Uh, you know, Jupiter 
often in the first house creates being lucky, uh, being likable, people being drawn to you, being more colorful, you know, expanding communication and expression. Neptune expands that kindness. If it's in your second house, second house is money and finance and acquisition. Um, you know, that can create expansion um, and, and, again, this Piscean theme of kindness and compassion and understanding, somehow connected with money, finances, and how you create security for yourself. So it can create opportunity in that way for some type of expansion. Uh, you know, maybe it's work that involves, uh, you know, uh, caretaking or, or things that um, have to do with where you're kind and, and generous. Um, but it definitely can bode well in the second house for some type of expansion. Uh, third house is communication, information, knowledge, exchange of ideas. So this conjunction in your third house would likely create a push toward increasing your knowledge, learning, um, or giving you a better handle on how you communicate and express yourself um, by being more understanding and more compassionate. If it's in the fourth house, fourth house is the home of the family. So if the conjunction is taking place in your fourth house, it can indicate, like often, you know, emotional healing, awareness, or understanding connected with your family, whether that's your past history family from where you come from, your present family life. Um, it can create, um, you know, potential expansion somehow, but also, you know, I, I would say a conjunction like this can help you retrieve parts of your emotional uh, lineage, heritage, past history in terms of understanding um, that, that could be beneficial. You know, maybe forgiving a mother or a father or, you know, we're understanding more about where you've come from and why that is in play. Fifth house is romance, risk-taking, gambling, play, performance, uh, you know, romance. Um, so, you know, this conjunction can create a potential love affair or, you know, more, more of an urge to be creative, to be out there, to take risk, to push the limit somehow in some way um, to, you know, if it's specifically related to children, obviously, it can create expansion that way. Uh, but, you know, this conjunction, the fifth house, is likely to push our adrenaline button to somehow expand the way we get adrenaline, the way we get life force from taking risk, whether that's romance or creating something or telling a joke, you know, whatever capacity gets an audience to respond <laughs> in that way. Sixth house is work and service. So if the conjunction is occurring in your sixth house, work, service, health, uh, maintenance, repair, uh, it can it can uh, affect work uh, and practical environments in potentially positive way in, in expansion. Definitely, success often relates to health and body maintenance and repair of self. So it can definitely be a trigger for looking at alternative medicine or things that can help heal and fix us in other ways. But it can play itself out in other way within work environments in a practical sense um, or again through health and healing. Seventh house is marriage and partnerships, uh, relationships with others, the way we, you know, tune into other people to grow and to evolve. So seventh house can create um, expansion in relationships um, and can bring in new relationships or revive old relationships in a positive way. You know, at the very least, it can also help a lot with maybe understanding, you know, why you may have left old relationships. It can very much create an evolution and a recognition of, of wanting more. And uh, but yet being understanding at the same time of partners and people around you and what they're going through. Eighth house is is sex and transformation and power. Uh, you know, so a conjunction like this in your eighth house can have the effect of expanding your sexual self, uh, making you more charismatic, giving you more of an ability to impact and affect other people in a profound, likable way. Jupiter can do that. Neptune can create that kindness. Um, it can also, you know, it's interesting because the eighth house represents death and um, inheritances. So for some people, it can launch into that territory where there can be benefit. Um, that's the concept of shared resource. Uh, you know, we have our own money acquisition, and then sometimes we, uh, we uh, you know, we gain from other resources in that sense. You know, even if you marry a partner, Eighth house can be, you know, you can get benefits from being partnered. The partner brings in other attributes uh, and things that are useful. Sometimes it can create challenge. 
Ninth House's philosophy travel in higher education. So, you know, the obvious implication of this would be getting to go on great trips, uh, going somewhere you've always wanted to, or planning that. Uh, a lot of people are starting to travel again, obviously, for practical reasons. Um, that's kind of triggering that bug in a lot of uh, people right now. Also, Ninth House's philosophy, um, you know, expanding learning, knowledge, higher learning, conjunction like this can really trigger, um, you know, uh, looking at expanding and growing in terms of your, your philosophy. And that's why they interconnect. You know, people who travel a lot often have an expansive way of viewing things. Same dynamic of people that speak multiple languages or understand different philosophies. It tends to decrease your sense of being limited because you know other languages in, in multiple ways. Tenth House is the house of career and status in the world. So a conjunction like this can bring your um, you to the forefront of some recognition. Uh, it could expand your, your career, your status somehow. Um, and again, we're always going to be looking at that bottom line of Piscean energies about kindness and understanding and knowing when to be selfless and giving. So uh, a conjunction like this could bode very well for some type of opportunity in terms of career or, again, ex expansion in the world. You know, um, someone writing a book, you know, gets recognition and sells that book or, you know, an upgrade in a job to a higher position or, you know what I mean, or just tapping into the part of you that wants to do something that feels like it has meaning in the world. Eleventh House is hopes and dreams, group associations and friendships. So if it's being placed there, you may see an increase in new friends, new group associations, new connections, kind of finding your people, you know, who, who think the same way you do uh, in some respects. It also can be um, an opportunity to look at really pursuing certain dreams and hopes that you've had for a long time and beginning to put those into play. Again, as I mentioned before, because Jupiter is a benefactor planet, it can represent kind of lucking out somehow uh, in that capacity. Uh, and then there's the 12th house. Uh, this is where it is for me. You know, the 12th house is the unconscious, the subconscious, um, self-undoing, um, selflessness. Uh, you know, we consider this the house of karma. So, you know, if it's in the 12th house, it can be, giving you an opportunity to look at where you self-sabotage, where you limit yourself, where you tap into the negative sides of the collective and potentially changing those dynamics. It also can be, again, as I said before, sometimes we lose things, people, friendships, circumstances, situations, and it ends up turning out to be a gain that we had not been able to see because that can benefit us. Um, I went through, you know, some friendship losses, as many people did in the last couple of years. I've talked about this in some other shows and in columns uh, with some very close friends. And, you know, uh, as this transit has progressed for me, it's helped me a lot to see why they did what they did and, 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 and you know, what their perspective was and their beliefs were about this. And, and while it still created a hurt at a sort of human emotional level for me, you know, it helped me to kind of forgive, um, even though none of the people that have done that have apologized, and I'm not waiting for that either because that's irrelevant um, at this point, um, whether they do or they don't. It's, it's forgiveness within myself and to forgive them, meaning not that we walk hand in hand to the sunset again. In most cases, I don't think most of these friends will come back around, um, and that's okay. Um, I'm recognizing that my vibratory pattern is changing in the way that I'm living and who I am. And, um, it, you know, I can't be around people that are that fearful or judgmental. Um, it's just not good for me in that sense to be around it. So, again, kind of the blessing in disguise. It also just expanded a lot of my perception of the um, collective and, and how that operates with people, how we collectively create reality and how we participate in that. In fact, I had a, you know, wicked sinus infection the last couple weeks, but thankfully it's over. And it was interesting because like fever, a number of those days and me being mostly alternative medicine guy, I just kind of worked through it. Uh, you know, I knew my body would eventually heal and I did more holistic things to get through it, but it took a while. One of the benefits I joked about, it was terrible. I'm, I'm not recommending sinus infection for anybody. <laughs> Horrible. Um, but on the flip side, um, I did lose about six or seven pounds. I had a laugh because 
I had said, you know, in early March that I wanted to lose about 10 or 12 pounds by the summer. And I was like, I'd lost zero pounds. So this was a fast track to that. Again, don't recommend it as a weight loss plan, but it did kind of work getting me close to my goal. And two, like a lot of times when I was feverish and sleeping, you know, I didn't try to bring the fever down because it wasn't astronomical. I knew it was burning out the infection, but it's almost like I, I kept saying like the, the radio station that is my mind, the channel I'm normally on and how I think began to move around and pick up other stations and perceptions of things. So that was really cool, really interesting dreams and awarenesses that came through during the illness. And one thing that kind of came out of it was a recognition of um, my, you know, that I, I, I begin to really understand that healing and, and illness is part of the fabric of our world. It's purposeful. It, it serves multiple purposes. Uh, I just began to look at that for, from a different lens. So that was pretty cool. So that was the 12th house kind of movement I'm suggesting for different people that again occurred for me. So, yeah, these are the likely probabilities of, of these things moving through these different houses. Um, I can obviously go into it more depth if someone wants to me to look at their own astrology chart and things like that. But I wanted to give you a little kind of thumbs up on, on some of this energy and how it may affect you. So, again, think of it about expansion of compassion. And that being said, I have some extra time, but I think I'm going to take a call. Uh, see if I haven't done this in a while. So let me see who's been holding longest in my call time. All right, let me see if I can get you on here. All right, let me see if that works. Hello, caller. Are you, are you hearing me? Hello? King, I got you, but I don't think you're hearing me here. So let me try that. Can you hear me, Paula? No. Try one more time. Are you still there? All right. Nope. Let's try this one. All right. Hello. Welcome. Did I got you here? I don't know why the call's not working. I see people here. For some reason, they're not picking up. Uh, can you hear me? Hmm. I don't know, guys. My my calls are not working. I'm trying here. It's not going to. It won't pick up. Let me try that. Oh, maybe I got it. Hang out one second. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, Hello? I can. Yes. Oh, oh, hallelujah. Sorry. I get a little uh, spastic with the with the keyboard here. Yeah. So anyway, how you doing? What's your yeah, name? I got I got hung up on. I had to call back in, so <laughs> I got okay, cut off. Cool. But, That's why. I, yeah. All right. Yeah, I just haven't taken a live call in like two years, so <laughs> I kind of got dumb. Uh, with, yeah. Okay, let's not waste more time on that. What's your name and and kind of what what did you want to question or comment about? Well, I do astrology myself, so um, yeah, you know, it's really fun to talk shop with one. Uh, and I know my chart really oh. well. Um, and uh, my name's Allison. And hold on, let me cool. let me get, get my chart up. Actually, this, I'm paying a lot of attention to this particular transit because my oh, hold on, let's see where's my chart? I have to find it. Um, because I am a Pisces, I have mm. I have Venus, Mercury, and Sun all in Pisces in the tenth house. And this in the tent. just in the tent, and my son is 24 degrees Pisces. And this is all mid to mid to uh, uh, Mercury, uh, Venus, Mercury. Venus is right on the right. ascendant at 16, 16 degrees, and then it goes Mercury at 20, and then it goes uh, uh, Pisces, Sun. These are all Pisces at 24, 25. So this conjunction is right. really hitting all that Pisces. Plus I, plus I have an exact opposition in Virgo with a Virgo moon and a Jupiter in Virgo as well. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot going on now. I'm retired, so everything that is work-related for the 10th house is completely moot. <laughs> Absolutely no, right. no effect at all. So all well, that being said, it's a kind of a, just kind of a, you know, I really don't know what to make of all this. It's, it's a lot of activity for me, you know, with uh, all the Pisces and the Virgo included yeah, think, it too. You know. Right. Absolutely. Think of it like this way, you know, because, you know, being retired, 
definitely does not mean you don't have a mission. Missing the message. I would say that's another element of the 10th house. I think it's obviously less right. work-oriented. Uh, you know, I, interesting yeah. enough, I, I see work largely as a sixth house matter. You know, the 10th house to me, <laughs> excuse me, may or may not relate to your actual work. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're right. a philanthropist or you're taking care of multiple cats, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or you're on the HOA, yeah, on your, you know what I mean, or something. This is 10th house stuff, right? So I would just yeah. say, you know, just why we have you online, you know, what have you noticed, you know, kind of personally, just in terms of awareness during this conjunction that you can think of? Oh, gosh, there's no short, there's no short answer. Because this has been happening for quite a while. You know, I mean, this is obviously yeah. coming up tight now, but that Neptune has been moving moving over all this Pisces for a really long time and, and all that. So it's not like it's uh, suddenly, you know, coming in through the back door. Uh, it's just, right. um, you know, it's not at all like that. Um, you know, it, I have a lot of issues going on right now in my life. Um, I made a, a, a cross-country move last year, and so there's that whole issue of just kind of trying to stabilize in, in a really new place. And try, and then I have a lot of health issues that have really impacted my whole right. way, just my being. You know, there's sleep issues. Those have been going on for quite a long time, though. They're not particular to this particular transit by any means. Um, just, uh, I just turned 65 um, in mm-hmm. March 15th, a couple of weeks ago. So that's a big birthday as well, milestone birthday. Right. So everything's just, you know, yeah. so it's not really, it's nothing I can attribute. You know, these are all life things, completely independent of this transit, right. you know, in a way. And, <laughs> you know, but that, that that Neptune, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's just, you know, the downside of Neptune is, as you well know, can be very confusing, just a lot of, you know, trying to yeah, keep right. in touch with reality, you know, what's real, what's not real, you know. What's, How do I, well, get, you know. and let me give you a suggestion just from, you know, your configuration of having that opposition to Virgo. Yeah, uh, right. In, in that context, this would be helpful. Mm-hmm. One thing I got from this, again, like I had mentioned, I, you know, I had a really bad science infection. And I had, oh. um, I, you know, I've gotten them throughout my life anyway. I just haven't had one in a couple years because I've used acupuncture and other things to, you know, help combat that when we move to allergy season, which is typically now in Phoenix. Everything's mm-hmm. blooming and it's windy every other day. I mean, God, I mean, I got my ass kicked, as did many people. But one thing I, I realized, and I have a lot of Virgo in my natal chart as well. Um, three planets uh-huh. in Virgo okay. in my fifth house. So okay. one thing I've got from this that was interesting, and maybe this will be helpful, the more and more I, I explore alternative medicine and alternative health and all those things, I'm very much into exploring those things. The more and more, I'm telling you, I realize that every time anything's healed with me, it was obviously a physical thing that I worked on in different ways, but there was an emotional, spiritual, mental, and belief issue that was clogged in the body. And mm-hmm. that's what had to come out in order for the healing to occur. So quick example of this, I had written about this a couple of columns back. A few years ago, I had diverticulitis, mm-hmm. um, which is horrible. And uh, yep. I took an alternative road to healing that. I never went to a hospital. I, you know, I took the alternative medicine road, and it was a little scary, you know, to put it mildly. Mm-hmm. Uh, pain was astronomical at times, and... But what mm-hmm. I got to was that the pattern behind it was energy of resentment toward mother that was unresolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part of it was like feeling like you're hiding money. So both of those things had application, uh, especially the mother thing. And mm-hmm. so what ended up happening is during the healing process, I just forgave my mother for all the mm-hmm. wounding that she did or didn't do. And the weird part mm-hmm. is not only was that awesome, my mother ended up dying about eight months later at 87, 86, mm-hmm. uh, with severe mm-hmm. dementia. But mm-hmm. long story short, um, I was able to, like, really forgive my mother for everything, and the diverticulitis completely went away, completely. Mm. Even to where it freaks people out when I say I had it. They're like, well, you always have it. I'm like, no, you don't get it. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> it's gone. Wow. I got rid of the issue with mom. So I would right. say keep Keep aware of that. You know, look at where the illness is and research spiritual, emotional implications to Google on, on what that's about. That way, combine that with, with healing techniques. I'm telling you, that's like a, a faster track to permanent healing. So I don't think we're stuck with things. I think sometimes, I mean, listen, we're all going to use something to get us out of this world, right? Inevitably. Yeah. 
uh, some mm-hmm. illness or some type of thing taking us out. But right. I'd say ever humorously, you know, you're only 65. I don't know how soon you want to get the hell out of here yet. <laughs> Maybe reason to hang a bit longer. You know what I mean? Uh, so uh, that would be a just quick suggestion, okay? Yeah, I was, you know, I'm really, that I, was really born, uh, yeah, I was really born into the alternative health. I, I, I often say yeah. I'm, a, I'm an Eastern or trapped in a Western body. You know, so I was already born right. with all of that, and that has but but a lot of yeah. these health issues are not going into any any detail at all. That's nobody's business. Yeah. Are not things that I that are alternative medicine result. They need actual inter, right. inter in, intervention by surgeons. This is just the nature of the situation. Gotcha. So, right. you know, so yeah, so you know, oh. it's. It, yeah. You know, I have great respect for Eastern medicine, though, and I definitely have had my great share of it. But this is this is kind of more of a holistic with actual. You no, know, when you oh, take the, nice. when you know when you, your car needs right. to go into the repair shop, it needs a mechanic. It right. doesn't need prayers. Absolutely, <laughs> you know? I, I'm with you 100. percent I joke about yeah. that all the time. I love Western. I love Eastern medicine, and I, I geared toward that. But if I have a car accident mm-hmm. or difficulty, take me to a freaking hospital. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? right, like, right. In reality, too, you have to. I think we have to find a, a way to kind of juggle both worlds. But um, oh, anyway, we'll absolutely. leave it there. Okay. Uh, excellent. Hey, right. okay, thanks for calling in. I'm, uh, you bet. That's great. And uh, happy belated birthday. Bye bye. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take one more quick call here. Thank you very much, Allison. Let me take. We're running over time, but I can take a few minute quick call here for these patient people that waited. This will be my last call. How you doing? Hey. Can you hear me? Ooh, oh, it's been um Oh, you can hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. It's been a, a very interesting, exciting <laughs> um I don't know, a couple of weeks. I'm like repeating you know when you have an experience from like an earlier time and then like you get that same similar let's say a similar experience a couple of years down the line that you get a chance to look at it from a higher perspective and like I guess like lay down a new energy of like healing and love over that um, when you're kind of dealing with things a little bit different so that's what's right. going on in my life Absolutely. Um, do you know where the, yeah, you know well, where the conjunction is for you I don't know that. Um, I am doing some stuff having to do with uh, my house. My lease is up tomorrow, and I haven't found a new place um, just yet, even though I have been looking. Um, And I was just having a conversation with my landlord again um, about, like, giving me an extension, which I think that they'll end up doing. So I was told that I have tons of trines in my house line or my house chart, wherever that is, uh, whatever, some certain, right. I guess, a move chart, a move house. I'm not really sure of the different houses. Um, right. But it hasn't Ooh. appeared yet, the place, yeah. Well, so, it, it sounds like it could be fourth house you know, um, in, in, in natal chart, um, but probably is, but we don't know that at the moment. But that being said, mm-hmm. you know, I think a good element that you're bringing up in this is, is, is two things. One, having the faith to trust that there's a resolution. Because I think that's what happens. With something, so many people are dealing with what you're dealing with, with increased rents and, you know what I mean, and things being more expensive. And, you know, I have a friend of mine right now who's, you know, she keeps waiting for her landlord. She rents an apartment in out in Gilbert in, in Phoenix. And she, uh, you know, she keeps saying, you know, I don't, I'm waiting to hear from him. Is he going to raise my rent? And I haven't heard from him yet. And I think maybe I should call him because I'm, I haven't heard from him. Like, here's a suggestion. Shut your pie hole. Leave it alone. Like you may not even <laughs> raise your rent or do anything for a year. And you keep like, you keep getting impatient about it. You want to know what he's going to do. You want to know he's not doing anything. He may be busy and have too much going on and just be grateful that you're paying the rent that you're paying now. So I'm like, let me give you a suggestion from a Sagittarius who learns how to restrain himself on occasion. Shut the hell up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't worry about it. So I think sometimes Stop we can look at that could be something to look at. Yeah, to kind of because we do. We run mm-hmm. that road of how it can all go bad, but you know maybe we run another tape that maybe it goes good. You know what I mean? Or better than expected. And the other thing I'd say real quick is I, I love that thing that you said about revisiting an event from another perspective that is part of your past history. Um, that's great. I've gone through that as well. 
you know, even dreams. I've had like dreams of things from my childhood and experiences I had long buried that are, you know, have resurfaced and, or like, you know, here's like something I remembered when I was eight years old and now it's happening again in another way, or I'm seeing it from a different perspective at the age of 57, that the pattern is similar in a way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very 12th house. That's very Pisces. Like, you know, how are you going to do this with compassion and with understanding, whether towards yourself or with other people and, and how you handle that? And I, I think things are very patterned that way. Sometimes it's like, you know, I think I jokingly said, you know, Pisces doesn't need drugs because they were born stoned, so to speak. <laughs> and that way and you can take that as insulting or you can take it as like that. There's a different way of viewing things. <laughs> that to other people uh-huh. might seem weird or strange, but we're all weird or strange at one level or another. And, you know, anybody who's even a little new age or metaphysical is considered weird by others, but you know, who cares? <laughs> that to me is some took me a long time to get that. Who cares what other people think? Right. You know what I mean? It's like when I, you know, I, uh, some of the, my, some of the people I know that are atheists are like really intelligent or really smart and I like them, but I think that's because they don't have a developed spiritual side that that feels like, I don't know if that's something to be particularly proud of as well. Mm-hmm. Like you're missing a part of life and that's okay. We're allowed to do whatever we're going to do, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I would say, you know, um, there's something going on in that way about trust and faith um, about your living situation. And I would, I would um, hold on to that. Because I've had some, I had some stuff affecting me financially, and I was trying to maneuver some financial stuff around. And one of the things that was interesting is, like, I kept just getting this message that something would be happening in like May of this year that would be a total luck out for me, and that the reason I was running across obstructions, I was trying to refinance my house and get an equity line. I kept running into problems with banks and stuff, and I was like, you know what? There's one thing I've learned is if you keep knocking at a door and it isn't opening, it's not your door. Like that's not what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do, but it'll get resolved in another way. And I got kind of quiet. And I was like, you know what? The more I think about it, I just want this to be resolved in like a re- really easier way than all of this, like really easy. So bring it on universe. Just luck out, throw me some money. Give me the, you know, make it easy. I don't want a car accident or any other crap. You know, I don't want that stuff to be my MO to get from point A to point B, but it's like this sense of faith and trust and I got it. And it's amazing when you have that, you just have those days where you start worrying a little bit, but you put that back in its jar and you say, all right, not wasting my time. Everything will work out. So. Yeah, that's, anyway, that's interesting. Like that's I, I'm glad that you got that. That's exciting. That's always so fun. That's like a great story. I, um, what happened? It was interesting because I was running into this. Um, well, I don't want to say running. I had I was had this uh, similar situation with my father. This was like years ago when um, he wanted me to get out of the house, and I kept saying to him, "Hey, I'm trying to get out of the house, um, but it like it wasn't opening up. Like it wasn't time for me to do it because I was still kind of going through a lot of." lessons with my parents like karmic stuff clearing that right and it was interesting because um this time around i'm doing a lot of things different more positive i have more um faith in myself more power i know how to manifest and things like that with that said the landlord came over um, earlier today and, um, well, he just like randomly showed up. I guess he wanted to like try to bully me or something, but um, he came and he was like, well, you know, you're not, I said, well, I need some more time. And I wasn't giving them like a set amount. I was asking originally for April 15th, but I guess they weren't hearing that. I asked them like, I, I said to them several times, like over the last month, like I, can we do till April 15th? And they were like, no, we have demolition going on on April 2nd. Like we're renovating the house. You need to be out, blah, blah, blah. And so they came over and I was like, I don't know. Like I'm looking for a place. I can't give you a date. So I'm like, here we go. We're having this like same conversation of like, when are you going to be out? I need to know. 
And, like, you're giving me this fluffy answer that you don't know and that God is in control. <laughs> I can see how frustrating that right, is to people. Right. So I, I ended up texting the guy afterwards. I said, fine, you want a date? Let's do May 1st. But it was interesting because I was still having those, like, thoughts or those, like, little me thoughts of, uh, of like, worries of, like, well, what happens if the whole month goes through right. and I still haven't found a place? Because that's what I would tell my parents, like, fine, I'll get out soon or what. The date would come and I still didn't have a new – I mean, I, I didn't – there was a, a, there was many different issues of why I couldn't get out. But um, so I'm like, what is this? Am I not, like, believing in my faith to create? Or, like, it has to do with a deadline. I don't know why I have, like, it's these right. fake deadlines that people give. Like, life has a natural way of going, but when you have a lease, let's say, or I don't know. I mean, what are you hearing with this? I'm just trying to, like, sort it out. I feel like um, just intuitively – you're definitely right. You're, you're replaying something from your past history. You know, think of like the landlord representing the authority figure, you know, versus well, yeah, your family. Dad, you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. so that'll playing itself yeah. through. So I would say it's kind of two things to look at. One, I always tell people, listen, wisdom erases karma. We're only stuck in a karmic loop as long as, as long as we allow ourselves to be stuck in it. So for instance, like, when you were younger and you went through this with your family, you had lower self-esteem, you know what I mean, than you do now. You have more awareness, more confidence in self, you're smarter, you're wiser, that's one part of it. But when you release the fear of, of failure, when, when you, what, I'm, what I often will suggest to people is take failure out of the equation. In other words, get rid of it at this point in the game. There's no, you know, I, I say this with humor. As much as you may have fear, like being out on the street or, you know, not having a place to live or something like that, that's highly improbable. Because can you really actually honestly imagine a reality where you end up homeless on the street? You know, have you met you? Are you really going to do this? It's not going to happen now, but I did experience that. And also I cleared that fear. I went through that fear, like hardcore, like last week. I was going through that again. But I'm fine now. Like I'm at peace with whatever, right? but it's, it's a thing that you tell someone. So like you say, okay, well, fine. Over this next month, I know a house is going to appear. I'm living out of boxes, you know? Right. Like, so it's, I know it's going to appear. I know it's going to happen. And then I guess you don't even do the whole, but, but what if it doesn't? And then I'm here again. And right. I have to tell them, oh, I still haven't found a place. Yeah. But that's yeah. ridiculous. Listen, I, I, yeah. went- Right. I went through, I'll tell you a real quick story here in a similar vein. When I bought this condo I now live in back in late 2003, early 2004, the first time I had bought a home, I was in my mid-30s. And anyway, long story short, um, I, had, I was packing up all my stuff in trucks. My friends were all over helping me. And my realtor called me and she said, Jim, the loan fell through. I said, what? She said, the loan fell through. The lender um, dropped the loan. So the owner will not let you move in. I was like, what? Everything's on a truck, <laughs> two trucks right now. I mean, so I, I hooked my friends, hey, we got to stop here. So my realtor, she was like, I'm going to try to call other, you know, which I'm going to call it, you know, brokers and try to get another loan. And, you know, and I was like, all right. You know, so I went over into the, to the apartment complex. I said, listen, hey, um, I, I may have to stay here a few more weeks or so. And they said, impossible. The place has been rented out. Right. And so I'm like, I, I'm like, again, I'm, I go back to my friends and they're like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a couple more days, you know. So I'm laying in my house. Everything's on trucks, just me and my cat on a little bed. And between you and I'm scared, you know, I'm scared the crap out of my mind. You know what I mean? At one level. And just something came <laughs> over me and it was like, don't worry. We got this. Like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, I hope you're right, guys. You know what I mean? Whoever's telling me this, I'm going to kind of trust this, but I'm having a little stroke here. So the next morning I went and my friends kind of got with me and we got breakfast and my phone rang and I answered it. It was a realtor. She said, listen, I have good news and bad news. She says, the good news is I found someone else to pick up the loan. So you actually can move tomorrow. Uh, the, you know, she said, the bad news is it's going to be 9.9% interest. 
And I was like, I don't give a crap about that. <laughs> you know, right. I'll pay the 9.9%. You know what I mean? In that respect. So I, and then a year later, I was able to refinance and get it to a more reasonable rate. But I was able to move two days later. And, and the, the funny part of the story is, you know, I bought this place for like $75,000 in 2004. And I went through the housing crisis too, back in 2009, I was underwater financially. You know what I mean? Because places were selling for less than I paid for, but I still knew to keep paying the mortgage anyway, and not mm-hmm. leave it behind like mm-hmm. a lot of people were doing. Anyway, long story short, I mean, if I sold this place now, I'd get like 300000 for it. Isn't that interesting turnaround Wait, for something way, that gave me a stroke? Let me let What's me give that? you a little tip. Um, you should sell it now because there's going to be a housing, a huge housing crash again, <laughs> very soon. Oh yeah, I don't. So yeah, I don't doubt that, but I, I would sell it. I, I, I can. <laughs> listen, my my perspective, my mortgage payment for this two bedroom, two bath condo, no matter what happens, Isn't my mortgage payment yeah. is four hundred fifty dollars a month. A rent oh in Phoenix God. is about sixteen hundred dollars, so it, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Not even, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so cheap for me to live here. This beautiful place is just better to keep. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. There's definitely going to be a, a knockdown coming from the extremism. Yeah. But again, the the main theme is again, it was the issue was just faith. It was just trusting. So I feel if you ask me intuitively, yeah. I think it's a little tight. But what you guys are saying to me is I think by about the second, third week of April, the solution's going to come. So I only feel like it's about a week and a half, two week, you know, window that you have to, you know, to where you'll be calm again. So just choose to be calm now, meaning that, you know, your higher self yeah. has got this. That's what the test is. Yeah. Yeah. And I That's what think the te- that, it, it, okay, so. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I definitely like that. I mean, I do feel calm. Like, I don't have any of that anxiety I went through. Like that. Was, right. Good. I guess it was like a week ago. There's something weird astrology like that yeah. happening. But I'm totally calm about it. And um, my whole concern was just like, well, how much of these manifesting techniques do I need to do? I don't feel like doing that anymore. I just want to sit in peace again, which is how I was at right. the beginning of this month for several weeks. I was just sitting in peace and trust. And, um, you know, the thing is, I knew that, I guess, I, you know, I knew that this stuff had to come up again with the, you know, the similar characters. So I came to right. that out of my body, that fear. Um, so now I go back to, to trust. I uh, I mean, I'm going to check in with my guys again, but I still feel like I'm moving very, right. very soon. So I know you said, oh, seven yeah, I think, week, but I, I feel like I, it might be the first. I feel like it's just within the next couple of days that I'm going to find a place yeah, to move. Yeah, I it, Right. I think, like I said, I think you got enough time. And I, I was thinking this is a great runic quote, where the quote is, we do without doing and everything gets done. So sometimes the wisdom oh, yeah. is to sit back and allow it. We do without doing and everything gets done. Your, your own higher self give you an impulse if there's something you're meant to do. So we don't have to so much figure it out. The difference between male and female energy. So I think the answer is moving toward the receptive and, and trusting. Because I, I, I'm definitive with you that there's a solution to this. There's no question to me. It's just, I, I, in fact, I just did a video about this on YouTube, uh, a series I was talking about. And I had, I was talking about soul age. And I said, the problem for old souls is the only thing that makes old souls learn from time to time is terror. Going through something <laughs> terrifying. And then you go yeah. through it and it's horrible and it's terrible. And then you come out the other side and then you're like, one, you're a badass because now you've got great stories <laughs> of what you walk through. And then two, you're like, you know what? None of this even bothers me in the slightest anymore. You know, it was like I had said that when COVID came along, uh, a lot of people were around me were fearful and afraid, and I was like, I'm not getting COVID. Well, you don't know that, Jim. You know, I'm like, yes, I know this. I've had real actual illnesses. I'm not going to worry about a theoretical one that I might get. You know what I mean? Get the hell out of here with your nonsense. <laughs> I had real actual illnesses. I know people that have had COVID yes. and been sick, right? It's just it's that old soul kind of knowing this. So that was the joke I said, that, that baby souls learn through pain. Uh, young souls learn through loss. Mature souls learn through anguish, and old souls learn through terror. The only reason terror works is because the other ones won't work. You don't really give a crap about anguish. So what for loss? Pain, who gives a crap? You know what I mean? <laughs> you like, uh, you know, I would say, like, if I, if I have pain, I don't even take medication to stop the pain. 
always think the pain is there for a reason to get me to do something different, you know? So anyway, I'd say just trust it because you're right. I think the solution is, is closer than you think, and that's what it is. It's just that the male energy is like, I got to do something, I got to do something, and your female side is like, no, you don't. No, you don't. We got this, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah, thank let you. Me leave it there. I needed someone thank, to talk to. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're good. Like I said, I get it. It just you know, don't let the fear override it. When you when you start getting really fearful about it, you know, just say okay, two minutes of worry and then enough. Shut that valve off. No, all right, <laughs> take this up, angel spirit guys. You know, take it off. That's what I do when I start getting all kooky and worried. I give myself a few minutes of it, and then I always get bored. <laughs> Because it's like you always land on your feet, dude. You have your entire lifetime. Why would today suddenly be different? You know, just it's because we want to know exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I no, just going back to the chilling thing, which is where I was before. It just it triggered that old trauma. And then yep. This is just absolutely. Now, and that's totally. It. And I'm going to just assume that they reschedule. They're going to reschedule this demolition thing, which is something that they could yeah, schedule anyway. I think so, too. It could be you know, not getting parts and not other factors. Again, remember, sometimes adversity ends up being useful, more useful than we know. That's what I was so sharing with that them, it. but it was like kind of falling upon deaf ears, which was the same experience that I had when yeah. I was explaining it to my father back Absolutely. in the day. So I said, I'm just going to let it you be. You got it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. All right. Let's, thank you, know, you very much. Totally. All yeah. right. Excellent. Thanks for calling in. Have a good luck with the okay. pack. All right. Thank you. Have a good Bye-bye. night. All right. Great calls. We went over time, but it was worth it. Two excellent calls. Thank you, callers. I haven't done that in a while. I'm glad we had some time. I, I, thank you. I, I, I love when we have time to do it. A lot of times we chose I just don't have time to do it. Uh, but it was good because I think you, you know, gave some good insight to the listeners as well. Anyway, so signing out, Jim Ventura. If you have any uh, uh, looking for more information about my services, go to jimventura.com. You can you know, put a like on my page here to follow for other shows. I generally do a monthly show. And uh, check out my YouTube channel. I'm telling you, I keep telling people, check out my YouTube channel, J Ventura Snake Oil on YouTube. My YouTube videos are awesome, and um, it's a lot of free therapy. So uh, check that out as well. And we'll, we'll be back next week. I'll do a live column read and talk a bit about my column, and that's all about past lifetimes. All right, cheers. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.